Welcome to Passion Church. For more information about Passion Church, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Fairy tales. Well, I almost hate to see this series come to an end because there's something about revisiting fairy tales that makes you feel young again. Uh, it's these stories that we learned as children uh, that our parents used to tell us. They, they, I, I have noticed that they didn't tell us the actual fairy tales because the fairy tales tend to be a little dark at times and a little gruesome in the end, and they don't always come out good. Uh, and so our parents seemed to, at least mine did, they sanitized the end like nobody ever died, right? They were just asleep. Well, this morning there's one we're going to look at that there's a death in the end, at least the original one, so we're going to tell that one. But I want us to make sure uh, that we are careful that we didn't just learn the fairy tales, that we learned from the fairy tales. There were lessons that they tried to teach us, and then we're paralleling those lessons in Scripture. So here we go. All good fairy tales start with once upon a time. So here we go. Once upon a time, there was an old mother pig who had three little pigs and not enough food to feed them. So when they were old enough, she sent them out into the world to seek their fortunes. And before they left, their mother told them, whatever you do, do it to the best that you can because that's the way to get along in the world. Remember that right there. Do it the best that you can. It's the best way to get along in the world. The first little pig was very lazy. He didn't want to work at all, and so he built his house out of straw. Okay, I was just checking. The second little pig worked a little bit harder, but he was somewhat lazy too, so he built his house out of sticks. Okay, then they sang and danced and played together the rest of the day. The third little pig worked hard all day and built his house with bricks. It was a sturdy house, complete with a fine fireplace and chimney. It looked like it would, could withstand the strongest winds. The next day, a wolf happened to pass by the lane where the little three little pigs lived, and he saw the straw house, and he smelled the pig inside, and he thought the pig would make a mighty fine meal, and his mouth began to water. So he knocked on the door and said, little pig, little pig, let me in, let me in. But the little pig saw the wolf's big paws through the keyhole, so he answered, No, 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 not by the hair of my chinny-chin-chin. All right, you feel young yet? This takes us back to childhood. All right. Then the wolf showed his teeth and said, Then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. So he huffed and he puffed and he blew the house down. And the wolf opened his jaws very wide and bit down as hard as he could. But the first little pig escaped and ran away to hide with the second little pig. Uh, the wolf continued down the lane, and he passed by the second house made of sticks, and he saw the house, and he smelled the pigs inside, and his mouth began to water as it thought about a fine dinner, what a fine dinner they would make. So he knocked on the door, and he said, Little pigs, little pigs, let me in, let me in. But the little pig saw the wolf's pointy ears through the keyhole, so they answered back, No, 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 not by the hairs of our chinny-chin-chin. So the wolf showed his teeth, and he said, then I'll huff. Y'all want to act this out? I know some of y'all are like, I'll huff, and I'll puff, and I'll blow your house down. So he huffed, and he puffed, and he blew the house down. The wolf was greedy, and he tried to catch both pigs at once, but he was too greedy and got neither. His big jaws clamped down on nothing but air, and the two little big pigs scrambled away as fast as their little hooves would carry them, and the wolf chased them down the lane, and he almost caught them, but they made it 
to the brick house and slammed the door closed before the wolf could catch them. And the three little pigs, they were very frightened. They knew the wolf wanted to eat them. And the wolf knocked on the door and said, little pigs, little pigs, let me in, let me in. No, 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 not by the hair of our chinny chin chin. So the wolf showed his teeth and said, then I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. Well, he huffed and he puffed and he puffed and he huffed. And he huffed and huffed, and he puffed and he puffed, but he could not blow the house down. And at last he was so out of breath that he couldn't huff and he couldn't puff anymore. So he stopped to rest and thought a bit, but this was too much. The wolf danced around with rage and swore he would come down the chimney and eat up the little pigs for his supper. But while he was climbing onto the roof, the little pig made a blazing fire and put a big pot full of water to boil. Then just as the wolf was coming down the chimney, the little pig pulled off the lid and plop, in fell the wolf into the scalding water. So the little piggy put the cover back on again and he boiled the wolf up and the three little pigs ate him for supper. That's the original now. We don't tell our kids like that, do we? But that's the original. That's the original. Uh, it's a familiar. <laughs> See, I'm messing. Some of y'all just felt like I told you there's no Santa Claus. It just messed you all up. Um, it's a familiar fairy tale. Um, what I recognize is that Jesus told a very similar fairy tale, except since he was a Jew, he told it with the, with the uh, absence of the pigs. All right, some of you all understand that. But, uh, so let me read you the fairy tale that Jesus told. It was a fairy tale. It's a parable. It goes like this, Matthew chapter 7, beginning in verse 24. All who listen to my instructions and follow them are wise, like a man who builds his house on solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floods rise and the storm winds beat against his house, it won't collapse for it is built on rock. But those who hear my instructions and ignore them are foolish like a man who builds his house on sand. For when the rains and floods come and storm winds beat against his house, it will fall with a mighty crash into the Cimarron River. Almost. That's, that's exactly what he's talking about is where we build our house and how we build our house. These are powerful tales that teach us some powerful lessons. The first one is this, and I want you to listen to me carefully. This is maybe the most crucial message in this series because the lesson that we're taught here is this. The wolf will show up. The wolf will show up. I want you to understand that it doesn't matter whether you call him the wolf or whether you call it wind. The truth is, is that those elements are going to show up in your life at some point. I want you to recognize that in the fairy tale that I told you first, the one that we're so, so familiar with, that all three pigs encountered the wolf. There was not one pig. It doesn't, didn't matter whether they built their house in straw or they built their house in bricks. It did not matter. The pig, none of the pigs were exempt from the wolf showing up. None of them. And then you go to the parable or the fairy tale that Jesus told, and once again, it didn't really matter whether you built your house on the sand or you built your house on the rock. The same truth applies. The wind still came. The wolf, the wind always show up. I, I just need you to understand that, that Jesus warned us in John chapter 16, verse 33, and he was talking to believers. He says in John chapter 16, verse 33 this. He says, trouble will come not might come might perhaps 
maybe he says trouble will come. In other words, if he was saying it in, in the verbiage of a fairy tale, he would say it like the wolf will show up. And I bring that to your attention this morning because what I've recognized is that, that none of us get a free pass. There is no one that's exempt. Uh, everybody is going to experience attacks. But, but, but I'm concerned because what I've come to understand is that so many of us, even though we say we know that and we amen that, we act surprised when we're confronted with challenges. We act surprised when there are troubles. We act surprised and taken off guard when the wolf shows up. And then because we act surprised, then the next step is this. We aren't prepared. And yet we should know that the wolf will always show up. You need to understand, I, I've said it like this uh, countless times. I, I want to see if you recognize this statement. I, I have probably made this statement now. Um, I, I was trying to think over the last at least three years, I bet I've made the same statement 60 or 70 times. Whether in preaching or in, in praise, in prayer, I've said this. God has a track record. Haven't I, taught, haven't I encouraged you to trust God's track record? That God's faithfulness, he is, he is trustworthy because you can trust his track record, right? He always comes through. Haven't, has anybody, does anybody remember me saying that you can trust God's track record? Okay, Tari remembers. Thank you, Tari. So Tari was paying attention. So, so you can trust God's track record. Can, but can I tell you this morning another truth? There's somebody else that has a track record as well. Just as sure as you can trust God's faithfulness and his track record, you can also trust the wolf's track record. He has one too. His track record is this. He will always show up, and he will always show up to do the same thing in every situation. He is going to arrive to kill, steal, and destroy every time. He, that, that's his job description. So, so we need to understand that. And, and I want to say this to you. We are naive if we think that we are exempt from that. Because a lot of us, I don't know why we do this. We, 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 uh, I don't know if we think that, that Jesus is like a storm shelter and we run into it and we never have to face winds again. That's not the promise. The promise is troubles will come. The wolf will arrive. So we're naive if we think that just because 62 years ago at a wood altar on some sawdust floor somewhere, we accepted Christ as our personal Savior, so we will never have any more trouble. We will never be attacked again. The devil will never show up and try to deal with it. That's naive. None of us are exempt. None of us are so special that we think that we should think that we will never have to deal with our enemy again. Because if you live long enough, he will show up. If enough time goes by, regardless of how blessed you are in this season, if enough time goes by, your season will change and you will experience an attack from the enemy. And in that moment, sickness will arrive at your door. And bills will come due. Come on, somebody. And struggles will arrive. Trials will show up. Because the wolf has a track record. And we need to be aware of that. There, there, there is a valley that you will have to travel through, even if in this very moment you're on a mountaintop. It's just the way it is. We need to be aware of that. Some of us want to live in a fairy tale. We want it to always be good. 
and always be easy and never have to deal with the devil again. I said, Jesus, you're my Lord. From th that gives me a get-out-of-jail-free pass. I never have to deal with the enemy again. That's naive. It doesn't work that way. It's important for us to know that, uh, that, that just because the wolf isn't at our door today doesn't mean that he won't show up tomorrow. We need to, in other words, we never had permission to let our guard down. I see so many people that survive an attack from the enemy and then they let their guard down and guess what? He, he takes a couple days off and then all of a sudden three days after you're celebrating your big victory and you've let your, your guard down, he shows back up because the wolf is persistent. He has a track record. It's, in, it's important for us to understand that just because he couldn't gain access today doesn't mean that he won't try again tomorrow. He will. And he may have tried the door today, but he will, and maybe tomorrow he shows up in your life and he huffs and he puffs and he's unsuccessful. But the, the other truth that we need to understand is that we need to be ready because if he tried the door on one day and couldn't get through, and he huffs and puffs on the next day and couldn't get through, on the third day he will try something different. Have you, have you figured that out? He will continue to work in your life until he tries to isolate and pinpoint your specific weakness and then he will attack. That's why Paul said this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. He tells us that we should not be outwitted by, the, by Satan for we are not ignorant of his designs or his ways or his schemes. Another one says, or his plans. The, the enemy, we as believers should be so aware of the wolf's tactics that we are able to outsmart him. But too many of us run around like piggy number one. Or piggy number two. And we are overtaken by the wolf simply because we have forgotten that the wolf always shows up. He's going to. That's who he is. So you can't let your guard down because he'll try to find a new way. This is an important lesson that I think so many of us have forgotten. Because if we learn the lesson that the wolf is going to show up, then it will help us in how we build. Think about this now. If, if the pigs had really taken to heart what mom had said and recognized that, 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 that they had to do their best, and if they had known that the wolf was going to show up, don't you think it would have helped them? To, it would determine how they would build, right? If you know the wolf's going to be, okay, I want you, some of y'all asleep because you stayed up listening to, 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 to sirens and dodging tornadoes and, and, and you're on a David Payne binge and all that kind of stuff. Would you tap your neighbor right now and say, the, the wolf might just show up? Tell them. Tell them. That is an important lesson to learn. Here's why. Because how we build, I'm going to do a word play here, just so maybe I hope it will help you remember. If we know the wolf is going to show up, then how we, how we build determines whether we become a buffet or we are able to buffet the enemy. Will that help you remember it? It helps me. If we recognize that the wolf is going to eventually show up at our door, it will help us determine in our own heart to build our lives in such a way that we will not become a buffet for the enemy, but we, instead we will be able to buffet his attacks. Right? So, so I want you to notice that in both tales, the, 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 the one that... Uh, We've learned it as a, as a kid, and the one that Jesus tells, they both start the same way. 
Exactly. Different characters, but I want you to see if, I, if they don't start the same way. The, the three little pigs. The mom, the mommy pig, says this. She shares wisdom, and here's her wisdom. Whatever you do, do it the best that you can because that's the way to get along in the world, right? So she's telling them, when you leave my house, build strong and build wise, right? Okay, that, that's mom's wisdom. In the parable, Jesus says, here are my instructions a wise man will obey. Are you with me? So in essence, what's taking place here, what determines whether or not we become a buffet for the enemy or whether we have the ability to withstand his attacks is completely determined and decided. Catch this if you don't hear anything else. Is completely decided by whether or not we obey the instructions we have been given. Did you hear what I just said? Here's the truth that we have failed to learn. Please catch this truth right here. I don't care whether you call him a wolf. I don't care if you call him a wind. I don't care if you call him whatever. The enemy, here's the truth. He has power. Do you understand what I just said? We want to talk and sing about the power of God all the time, which we should. He's unlimited in his power, God is. He has no, no boundaries, nothing can withstand. He's the greatest force ever known to man and beyond. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. Okay, right? But we fail to recognize that the wolf also has power. Okay, but, but now let me, let me tell you how this goes. The wolf and the wind has power, but that power is limited by our wisdom in building. Oh, y'all, some of y'all this morning are quiet. See, the impact and the damage that the wolf could do or the wind could do is solely determined by whether or not I listened to and obeyed the one who had the wisdom on how to build my life. It was the same wolf at all three locations. Same wolf. He had the same exact power. He could huff and he could puff and he could produce wind that in the first two scenarios tore the place down, but in the third scenario failed. It's the same wolf, the same power. In the parable that Jesus told, it's the same storm with the same rain and the same wind. The only determining factor was how they built. That's it. That's the only thing that changed in the, in the entire account was the way that they built. I'm going to say that one more time. The only thing that changed the outcome of the fairy tale or the outcome of the parable was the way that they built. Can I get one amen? Okay, good, because I just set you up. Because here's where I'm trying to get to. We all, I'm talking about us in, in this room right now, all of us have heard or read the same truth. And see, y'all know now. I'm going to say it like this. We all have access to, we've all heard, we've all read the same lesson. But one little passion person writes that wisdom in their notes. And the other little passion person puts it into practice. And the little passion person that took good notes 
when the wind and the rain and the wolf shows up, their life is destroyed. But the little passion person that took all the wisdom that they heard and all the wisdom that they read and all the wisdom that they had access to and they put it into practice when the wolf shows up and the wind came and the rain came, their life survives and thrives because they put into practice what they had heard. Here's where it gets real. It comes down to whether I'm willing to submit to how Jesus says I should build my house versus how I want to build my house. I'm going to say that one more time because that was good. If it wasn't for nobody else, it's for me. It comes down to whether or not I am willing to build my house the way Jesus says to build my house or whether or not I want to build my house my own way. So, if I like my opinion and my preference more than I like his instructions, my tendency is I build a house on a sandy foundation and I may enjoy that house while it exists, but the day will come where the winds will blow and because the house is built on my opinion and my preferences, it will not withstand. But if I build on what he says, then I build on, on a, a rock foundation because this is the truth. Submission means security. So I can value my own thoughts and my own opinions and my own preferences and I can begin to, to, to form and, and establish this life and I can put myself in trouble. So let me just get really real. I can value and live by my thoughts and my conclusions about life and relationships and sex and money and entertainment and recreation and work and food and attitude and any other area of my life. And it is if it's built upon my conclusions and my opinions, when the wolf shows up, and he always does, I will experience destruction and devastation, fallout. Or, here's the alternative, even if I don't like what he says, because I've established this fact that he is the one that has all wisdom and all knowledge, his tomorrow is my today. I, he, there's no end to his beginning. He's in tomorrow. He knows everything that's before me. He knows everything that's behind me. He knows everything. He, he, he's got all the wisdom of all the ages because he is the embodiment of wisdom. He is truth. So I can make the conclusion that I, instead of operating on my own opinion, my own preferences, even when I don't like what he says, if I will submit, Ooh, okay. And I will do what he says is right and what he says is holy. Well, you don't understand, Steve. I've been down my own path so long now for me to make adjustments would be painful. I didn't say it wouldn't be. I didn't even say you would enjoy it. In fact, you probably won't. But this is not about our opinion and this is not about our preference. This is about whether my life is built on something that will last. 
So if I make up my mind that, that, that he has all this wisdom and he knew what he was talking about when he addressed how to use my money, he knew what he was talking about when he addressed how to, uh, uh, to live in relationship, uh, he knew what he was talking about when he was talking about habits because I've discovered something. When you read God's word, you understand that Jesus addressed every area of our life. There's nothing he didn't address if we just dig deep enough. Our dilemma is we don't like what he said. Strength is there for the taking, and when we build his house, our house on what he said, whether we like it or not, then the truth is, is our house becomes strong. We need to go learn what he says about life. He, he addresses every area of life, and he gives us wisdom to build on. So, so I, I just need to, I want to make one last statement, then I'm going to get out of your way, and y'all can go enjoy your weekend and forget what we talked about, okay? Um, or... And then the wolf will show up, and he'll huff and he'll puff, and he'll blow your house down. This is what I've learned. The stability of our walls comes down to how we handle relationships and resources. That's, that's, that's as bottom line as I can get it for you right there. Your, the strength of your life will be determined by how you handle relationships and resources and can I tell you a truth that I'm learning more and more every day of my life you can have one you can have strong walls in one of those areas and the wolf can find access through the other area if you're not careful you become vulnerable to the wolf it, it and it's determined how how do I build my life strong? It is simply bullet down, brass tacks, bottom line, last, last shot, this is it, I'm going to say it right here. Last, it's all determined by whether or not I think that Jesus has more wisdom than I do. And I trust his wisdom more than mine. Because we all have the ability to build our own life. In fact, that's what we start doing in life. We start living life and we start establishing life and we start building a life and it's all based on our own wisdom and our own plans and our own preferences and then we meet Jesus and in that exchange of faith where we believe that he's the son of the, why we do this I don't understand we believe he's the son of the living God and that he is worthy and he's able and he's capable of taking care of my soul but then we draw a line and we say Jesus you can have my soul but that's it. And I'll handle the rest. I'll figure out who I'm going to date, who I'm going to marry, where I'm going to work, how I'm going to spend my money, how I'm going to establish the, the traditions and the priorities of my home. You can have my soul, but you can't have any of that. And the problem with that is, is it puts a very firm wall built in our faith. But then when the enemy and the wolf shows up over here, we don't have the ability to withstand because we trust his wisdom about our soul, but we don't trust his wisdom about our children. We trust his wisdom about our soul, but we don't tr trust his wisdom about our savings. We, don't, we trust him with our soul, but we don't trust him with our relationships. We trust him with our soul, but we don't trust him with our job. We trust him with our soul, but we don't trust him with what we watch on the screen. We trust him with our soul, but we don't trust him with who we hang out with. We trust him with our soul, but we don't trust him with anything else. And then the wolf shows up, and he, he finds entry in that area of our life. And he huffs, and he puffs, and we quickly discover that our house is built out of straw. And Jesus said, 
the one who has wisdom, the wise man, will build according to my instructions. Last statement. Heard a guy say it like this. I think it's probably the best way I've ever heard it stated. He said this. He said, our dilemma is, is that we think our beach is better than his. I think that I have this ability to make my own choices, and I like my beach better than your rock. And then when the waves come, we're destroyed. So I want you to hear me this morning. It is inevitable. We will all feel the same wind. We will all experience the same power against us. So the question is simply this. Will your house stand? You say, well, what house are you talking about? Man, I rent a house. I don't even own a house. Wait, I don't care if it falls or not. I don't know that stupid thing. I'm not talking about the house you live in. I'm talking about the house you live in. Some of you weren't looking at me when I did that, so now you're t- thoroughly confused. I'm not talking about the house you live in. I'm talking about the house you live in, your life. Will your life endure? And I'm telling you right now, I hate to, I hate to be the bearer of bad news on a holiday weekend, but I, I know some, I don't know all your lives, but I know some of your lives, and I watch from, from a distance, and I recognize that some of, you, some of you are headed for some rough days. I wish I could stand up here and sugarcoat it for you. But that's not the kind of preacher I am. I just can't help it. I just got to tell the truth. The truth is, is if you're living your life opposed in any area of what Jesus said is right, then that is a vulnerable spot where the enemy will pinpoint and he will slide down that chimney and he will disrupt the rest of your life. It doesn't matter how, how strong the rest of your life is. He will use that one area to get a hold of you. And, and we can sit here with our arms crossed and our nose up like we got it all together and nobody nobody's living as holy as I am. The truth I've discovered is all of us have weaknesses and all of us have preferences. And all of us don't necessarily like what Jesus said because we think we got it figured out. I got this, God, I got, go on and with your bad self on everything else, but I got this, and my way, oh, wait a minute, we sang that. We sang that your way is better. Isn't it crazy? We must be schizophrenic. Because we sing it, but we don't live it. We sing your way is better. And then we do stuff our way. In fact, we'll sing about it. My way. I did it my way. Do you know that's the theme song of hell? I did it my way. I just want to challenge you before I let you go. I just, I just want to challenge you. Would you please, would you please, I, I, I'm doing this. Would you please do this as well? Would you just kind of take an assessment of your life, every area of your life? Uh, you can break it down like this. You can break it down relationships resources I would go a couple more steps but if you want to you can stop after two I'm going to break my life down into resources and relationships maybe you only handle two maybe you can handle a third third you could put entertainment or maybe like this resources relationships habits and just take assessment see am I are my relationships established 
by the instructions of what Jesus said is right. He said, well, he didn't talk about it. Yes, he did. He did. He tells us who we ought to hang out with and who we shouldn't hang out with. I don't even have time. I'm not even going to touch that. He says, never mind. I, can't, I don't have time. Then go to resources. How am I spending my, my not just money, because we think resources are just money. No. How am I using my time? How am I using my talents? How am I using my treasure? But my way's better. Really, then why did you sing your way's better? I don't like tithing. Didn't ask you. I don't like giving my talents. Sorry. quiet up in here. I hope that's the Holy Spirit bringing some conviction this morning on all of us. Habits. Well, I like this. I know. But if it's going to destroy you. Like, I like drinking Dr. Pepper. Let's back up a few years. I love drinking Mountain Dew. Y'all don't even know. Like, hook me up. IV. Listen, there was a point in my life, and Julie will testify to this. I'm not exaggerating. I would drink close to 14 Mountain Dews a day. I would drink one first thing in the morning. I would drink them all day long. I would go to lunch and drink multiple cups full of Mountain Dew. I would go home and drink Mountain Dew. Aren't y'all glad it wasn't like booze because I would have been a raving alcoholic. Uh, I, I, I would drink it at dinner, and she will attest to this, right before I would go to bed. And I would drink a Mountain Dew. There's only one problem with that. That sand. Because Jesus teaches us that our body is the temple. And lo and behold, not on that day, but in days to come, when this thing called life happens, and my body reacts because of what I'd done years before, thinking it didn't really matter. But it, I, I miss, can I just, oh, man, I didn't, I guess I'm on the couch today. I miss Mountain Dew. Can, can I just be honest with you? I miss it. Like on hot days when you're mowing the yard, I miss a Mountain Dew. But I had to set up and say, that's a habit. And that habit's going to kill me. And that habit is putting my life in a dangerous position. What's your habit? What's your preference? I got to go because y'all are looking mean at me. Relationships, resources, and habits. I'm just going to. We're going to end like this this morning. I know this is heavy stuff, but I, I, I just need you to assess your own life because some of you are headed for a meeting with a wolf, and he's going to huff and puff. And when he blows, it's going to produce pain. And the ones with wisdom hear what the teacher says, and they don't just write it down in their notes. They put it to practice, and they make changes before the wolf shows up. And they fortify. 
they fortify in their relationships, their resources, and their habits, and they go, I'll change, and I'll adjust, and all of a sudden, the wolf shows up, and he puffs, and he puffs, and he blows, and he puffs, and he huffs, and he blows, and he wears himself out, and he can't get in. And all I'm asking you to do this Sunday is to close and limit his ability to destroy you. Father, in Jesus' name, I pray that It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more Passion Church resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.